Welcome to the Adorned Women Podcast. Our goal is to inspire you with new stories each week featuring women of faith from all over the world and all walks of life. Through weekly discussions with each sister in Christ, we hope to give you a glimpse into who they are and how their lives have been transformed by the gospel. We're all in this journey together, so let's be inspired together. Hello, Adorned Women. Welcome to the Adorned Women podcast. I'm your host, Alicia, and today I get to introduce you to Jen Evangelista, one of the women behind the community-based Bible study resource, Sojo Academy. Jen and her ministry partner, AJ, started Sojo Academy a few years back, and they also have a podcast of their own called The Sojo Show. Today, I got the chance to chat with Jen and learn more about her personal journey and some of the experience that developed her heart for that ministry. It's so clear to me that Jen is passionate about drawing closer to God through His Word herself, and out of that comes her passion for helping other women to do the same. It's always neat to hear the personal stories and lessons that lead to those bigger-than-yourself kind of moments, and that's exactly the kind of thing that you'll get to hear in my conversation with Jen. As you listen, I hope you'll be on the lookout for those ways that you can draw closer to God and closer to others this week. One way might even be to check out Sojo Academy and see how you could get plugged into community there. Whatever it is, it'll be God that leads you into it, so I pray that you would keep your heart open to Him. All right, that's enough from me. Enjoy today's conversation. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the Adorned Women podcast. So excited to have you on today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is an exciting opportunity because um, you're kind of in a similar position as I am, just in charge of an organization, um, just with a heart of discipling um, women, discipling women around the world, really. And so I'm excited to hear about that and the journey you took to get there today. Um, but first, can we start off just hearing a little bit about where you're at, um, what it's like where you live, what kind of things you spend your days doing, just anything you want to share? Sure. Well, that's kind of a loaded question <laughs> because um, I, I, like most people listening, wear a lot of hats, of course. Uh, so my name is Jen Evangelista and I live in Georgia currently in Columbus, Georgia. And I am the wife of a lead pastor here for a church that we planted seven, 18, 17 years ago, 17 years ago. And I have four kids, two of which are grown and out of the house and two that are still in the house, one high school, one middle school. So I have uh, been through all of the, seems like most of the mommy stages yet. Um, I actually have my first grandson as well that was born six weeks ago. So I've been through, I'm kind of starting that that part of life. And that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm a pediatrician by trade. I have been practicing medicine now for, um, I don't know, almost 30 years, I guess. And I have, uh, I still work part-time in my office. I'm only there part-time now. And I run Sojo Academy with my ministry partner, Erba Joy. I have, um, I'm very active in our local church, obviously, and just have a lot, a lot to do. My day-to-day depends on the day when I'm in my office, then I'm obviously seeing patients. When I'm not, I'm usually talking to people like you. I'm talking to people in our church. I am, uh, I'm writing, I'm reading, I am studying and, or I'm volunteering at my kid's school. So, which I do uh, a lot of, I do choreography for the musicals 
in my spare time. (laughs) And I really enjoy teaching kids too. That sounds like a pretty full schedule, um, which is funny because I think today we're going to touch on a bit of how you work God into that or like how you make God the priority and all of that. So I'm excited to hear how you do it, how you've developed that throughout what I'm sure has been several, several busy years of your life. Um, So, I mean, before we jump into that a little bit, I want to hear about your family. Just, um, I don't know, anything you want to share about your husband or your kids or um, things you like about them, um, how you interact with them, like what, how much time you had to spend with each of them? Yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons that I do volunteer at the school at doing the choreography for musicals is that's what my kids are kind of involved in. My uh, All of my kids have been involved in that program to some extent, the fine arts program at their school. And so I really felt like it was important that, especially when I cut back on my hours at work, that I was involved in what they were involved in. And, uh, and, and so we had a son that played football. And so I was super involved in that program and then in the fine arts program as well. So that's how I get to, I get to kind of scratch an itch to teach kids, but I also get to do it while spending time with my own kids, which I think was a super, super big blessing. So my high school or middle schooler are still in school. They go to a private Christian school here in town. And so they're there during the school day, obviously. And then I'm able to volunteer after school on my days when I'm not working in the office. My oldest son just graduated from college and has a real live job now. So that's kind of exciting. My second oldest son is the one who was married. He got married, had a COVID wedding in 2020. And he is the father of um, my newest grandson, as I mentioned, um, who was just born. And so I, w- the, the neat thing about my kids and here's, this is, this is something that is maybe a little unusual, but I highly recommend to anybody at there, if they have kids that are getting older, um, we had have a tradition where my kids moved out of the house when my older two moved out of the house, where whenever they could, if they were in town, they were living in town, which all of them are at the moment, they come to our house for Sunday afternoon lunch. And I cook them a big lunch and I, I make it a priority. I, we, we, we kind of make it part of our, just our routine, our weekly routine. And so that happened before when they started dating their girls, when they got engaged, when they got married and now when they have babies. And so I have this blessing of having us all together at least once a week um, right now, which I do not take for granted because I recognize that they may be scattered to the winds pretty soon. And anytime we're all in the same town on Sundays, we are eating lunch together. So I think that's really special and I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, that that is such a privilege that you have. And um, yeah, I'm so glad you have that. Um, I'm curious, you mentioned that you teach choreography and and, um, at the school where your kids have largely been involved. Um, Is that something that you did before they were involved in that? Or did you kind of get into it to stay in touch and kind of be able to keep teaching? Well, I got into it by accident. Um, <laughs> several years ago, the the choreographer left in the middle of a show. She left the school for whatever reason. And so they needed somebody to step in. And I had a friend who was helping do it and she needed help. So I jumped in. I have a background of um, of dance and gymnastics and I, I put myself through college teaching gymnastics and cheer and to little kids. And so I love, I love that kind of thing. And so I got involved just kind of because they needed me. And then 
I stuck around and that's been like six years ago, I think. <laughs> and my, even my younger kids were not even in the program at the time, but my older son was. And so that's how I, I have stayed. And I've become really close friends with the, the other, the teachers, the directors, the, um, and it's been, it's just been a real joy to be able to be part of that program. And now it's really fun because I feel like I have like 50, 60 kids, like the whole cast, they feel like they're mine. And I was so proud of them. We just finished our show this last weekend and for this year. And I was just beyond proud of them. So it's kind of fun. I get to be proud of my own kids, but I also get to be proud of all these other kids and, and watch them grow in confidence and enjoy and, and doing it all for the glory of God and teaching them the biblical truths as we're teaching them the dance steps. And it's just a lot of fun. So that does sound fun. That's something I'm learning. I always thought kind of God calls us into one thing and we focus on that and that's our whole thing. But I'm starting to learn like he gives us little gifts here and there and things you get to do because we just like doing things like we're people yeah. and we like to be involved yeah. and we like to invest. And so, yeah, it's that's what I'm learning is God gives those little gifts. And I, I love to see your joy that you um, have about doing that. Now, can we now dive into your background a little bit. I would love to hear how everything got started. Um, maybe start off with your testimony, maybe when you found Christ um, and f- go from there, just sharing what kind of moments made you who you are today. Sure. I actually have, I used to consider it a boring testimony. Now I consider it the biggest blessing of all blessings <laughs> that my testimony is boring because I grew up in a in a Christian home. I have, I still have Christian parents who love God, were very active in the church. They, my dad taught Sunday school my whole life. I have memories of this. I have, we were, every time the church doors open, we were there. Uh, I just have, most of my formative memories are with a youth group or with kids, church. you know, just basically we were super involved in the local church. And for me, I never had a a period of time where I can remember um, being, I know that I was obviously born a sinner and I had to be saved from that. I had to be, um, you know, I had to trust in the cross. I, and the work of Christ on the cross, but for me, it happened at such a young age. I was blessed that I don't have this huge transformation story of being, you know, living in sin for many years and then being transformed, which I think is there. Those are wonderful stories to have, but I pray now that I'm a mom, I pray that my children don't, should not have those stories either. Um, so far they do not thank, thank, you know, by the grace of God, because there is a particular grace to be raised in a Christian home and not know the, the, the marring scars of deep, deep sin. Now, yes, I have still remained a sinner throughout, and I would never claim to anything other than that, uh, but I've been really blessed and kept. So I grew up in the church. I grew up with a family that would talk about God and would talk about the truths of the gospel, and I married when I met my husband. He actually became saved became a Christian in high school as well. And we, when we got married, I was already in medical school at the time. Um, he knew that he was sort of called to ministry already. He was in the military. He graduated from West Point. So he was in the military and um, I knew that he was called into the ministry 
as well in some capacity. So my whole life has been sort of just been a, a beautiful picture of God's grace in that. Um, but what it has done, it's made me realize that um, that you can be a Christian for a long time and be, become complacent in that and become comfortable in it and become um, sort of a little bit stagnant in it. And I, through periods of my life, I've had to learn to push through to grow and to to grow in my relationship with Christ. And that's what... That's one of the biggest things that I am passionate about teaching other women to. It's not just about your, I mean, it is about your salvation. It's all about salvation, but it's also, we're not just meant to be a cul-de-sac that we just get, 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 get. And, you know, we, we, you know, we receive all this grace that was given us on the cross. That is super important, but we're also meant to be almost a highway instead of a cul-de-sac. It should all flow out from us as well. So the grace that we've been given can now we can give to others and we can share the truth and we can shine the glory on the cross. And in doing so, in doing so, allow God to kind of, you know, through his spirit and through us to draw them in, draw them into him. So that's been my biggest thing recently is learning that it's not just about me and anymore. It's about me expressing the grace of God and glorifying him in all that I do so that others will see that truth. Does that make sense? Is that the answer to your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, anything you have to share, like <laughs> this is so open-ended, you can just literally share whatever and I'll be like, yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> but I, I love what you said, something about, um, you mentioned teaching and you mentioned teaching women, these things that you've been learning and, um, I would love to get into that a little bit because I know that's a big part of your story is this work with Sojo Academy. And so I would love to hear what inspired that. How did God lead you into that? Um, you know, when did it really start and how has it progressed? Okay. Well, it's interestingly when probably six, seven years ago, uh, the women of our church were looking towards some leaders in the online space um, in almost a, and I don't want to say this in a negative way, but all right, let me, let me back up. Let me say this. Let me say that it's easy to look at people in general who are charismatic, who speak well, who look pretty, who have a beautiful demeanor, have a beautiful, you know, kind of presence and follow them even if they are not necessarily um, where they need to be as far as their theology and um, and and some, I, I just think we as humans are drawn towards attractiveness, right? And so what I was seeing was I was seeing some people being drawn towards some women in our church, actually being drawn towards people who were not leading them in the way that um, we felt like needed they needed to be they needed to be led so i decided to actually start i started a website called grace in color that was my that's a website that is still up it's called grace in color where i teach creative ways to study the bible and i did that as a way for our women to have kind of so we could get together we could have resources together to um you know, to point women to the Bible instead of pointing people to personalities. So that was how my online uh, experiences started. I met AJ through 
um, Facebook groups and just online, online uh, different groups. I met her and we really hit it off. I mean, it was really kind of wild. I wish she was here with us because she and I have very different personalities. Uh, she's very analytical. She's very, she was an accountant by, by trade. She's very analytical. She's very spreadsheet oriented. I'm very all over the place, as you can probably tell by the fact that I taught with my hands. Uh, and, and she's, she's very quiet. She thinks before she talks, I don't <laughs> just say whatever first thing that comes to my mind and we balance each other out beautifully. But what we both realize is that although we each had a website and an online ministry, we felt like we really wanted to be able to go deeper with women. We wanted women to see growth with women and with ourselves too, because we recognize the accountability was so important and that the, the knowing studying and being accountable was so important that we realized we had the same passion. We actually, interestingly, we're going to start a podcast was our first thing we were going to do back in 2018 Never, never did a podcast. We did eventually start a podcast starting this year in 2022. (laughs) But what we did instead in 2018 was we started a membership and where we could dig deep with women. And that's really how the origin of it started. And we each have our gifts that we bring. We each have, um, you know, our different experiences, and yet they're very similar. Um, We've been in ministry for Lots and lots of years, decades, really. It sound we make we, we sound really old, but we're not. I promise. <laughs> and 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 but the whole reason is just because we know how important it is for women to be able to study the Bible and to learn more about that. And so that's kind of how how it all started. And uh, it's going beautifully. We we love we love the women of Sojo, and honestly, it helps us too. It helps me to be able to see other women and and know that we're on this path together. Because I think that community is so important, right? Especially, we started Sojo before 2020, but when 2020 hit, 20, community became even more important. And we are strong believers that you should be involved in a local church if it's at all possible. And that's a beautiful way to have community. And that is a way that's mandated by God to gather together. But also this online community is, is just really special. And that's how, that's how it all got started. I love that you're doing that. I, I think that's in line with our hearted well as well at Adored Women. Um, just this heart to get women into community and get them studying the word for themselves, get them um, inspired to dive deeper into their relationship with the Lord. So I love that you're doing that. And I'm curious to hear a little bit about the personal side of that. Just how did spending time in the word become important to you? I know you mentioned how you're seeing a lot of women kind of led astray a little bit and drawn to personalities, but how did it become important to you to really prioritize that time in the word and with God? And how did you build that as a habit for yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. And I love that you are in your ministry are getting the stories from women because don't we all have such different stories and yet they're all very similar. I think it's super encouraging to hear the stories of other women that, that I've been able to even hear through your podcast. So thank you for doing that. Um, As Christian women, we know that there are certain disciplines that we need to be growing in. I mean, we know this academically, right? We need to be 
we need to be growing in prayer. We need to be growing in Bible study. We need to be growing in worship and evangelism. And we we know these things, but sometimes life gets really busy and it gets difficult to make them a priority. Uh, I have found that my throughout my life and seasons of lives of life, my ability to really dive into these spiritual disciplines kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. That's a weakness. I don't think that is unique to me. I think that that is something that we all struggle with to some extent. But during certain periods of my time when I had four little ones around, it was a lot more difficult. Um, but what I found was, in particular, when I was going through difficult seasons, don't we always find that when we're going through difficult seasons is when we 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 turn back to what's the most important? When I was going through difficult seasons, I realized that the that really the only way for me personally to have any peace through those times, to be have any encouragement, to really be able to pull my head up off the pillow in the morning, is to look to God look to the author and finisher by of my salvation and to um and in doing so I knew that I had to have his word in my heart and I would find that if I did not really read his word talk to him in prayer um gather with other believers who were who were doing the same thing walk the same path during the um quote unquote, easier times, it was a lot more difficult for me to um, navigate the more difficult times. So I, I learned that by trial and error. Um, I had some situations. So, so personally, even though I do have four children, we struggled a good bit with in our fertility journal journey. And um, I actually, my husband and I, we lost um, four different pregnancies. So we had a period of time, a really dark, dark period in time where we felt like that we, either we were not getting the lesson we were supposed to be learning or something was going on that was really hard for us. And we did not handle it as well as we probably should have. And it made me realize that I could not put my trust or my faith or my hope in my desire to be a mother, to my desire to, you know, have um, this family that I envisioned, I had to let go of my own uh, ideas of what life was going to be like and recognize that I serve a God who has already given me everything that I need. And the, because he sent his son to die on a cross and that, point of surrender was really a big deal for me. And and it was a big turning point to um, allow me to become more serious in the disciplines, in the spiritual disciplines. And so I went to the word and I realized that I needed this peace and this truth. I needed to know that all things work together for my good and his glory. I needed to know that that included all things. That's if you, you either believe it's all things or believe it's nothing. It's all things, including the struggles and the trials and the difficulties and the heartaches. And I, had to come to that point of surrender. And I think that was what made me really press into 
to Bible study and the word and Bible reading. And there's a big difference between Bible reading and Bible study, and they're both important, but really knowing the word. And so growing in my faith and, um, and in doing so now, when I'm going through periods that are maybe not as difficult, I, I remember that I need to continue in that. And it's not always easy. So one of the things that I found is really important is, and I have a planner, it's sitting right over here. I, I'm a paper planner person. I'm, I'm just old enough for that. But I feel like that it's really important for me to schedule time with God. And the reason I say that is because my life and my schedule gets really full really quickly. And if I don't schedule time in the word, then the day ends. And a a lot of more times than not, it hasn't happened because other things have crowded in. And so what I do is I personally do not have the kind of personality or the schedule where I can have the same time every day. Some people do. Uh, I know AJ has the same time every day that she is in the word in the morning, first thing in the morning. For me, that doesn't always work that way because it depends on my schedule. So I look at a week at a time. And what I do is I literally will look at my calendar for the week and I will know, okay, I have these meetings this day. I have, I'm at my office this day. Um, I'm here with the kids this day. You know, I look at my schedule. They're off from school this day, blah, 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 whatever it is. And I will find the time in the day, depending on the day where I can have time with in with the Lord. Now that looked different when my kids were young and little. Sometimes it was bath time. Sometimes I would sit next to the bathtub while they were in the bath. Literally let them play. I would sit next to the bathtub and and be in the word. Sometimes it was when I take them to the park. Sometimes it was in the pickup line. I mean honestly, how much time do we spend in the pickup line? If if anyone's listening that has kids in school, you know that's a lot of time. Um and the you know, so it, it's different depending on your different season. There are those of you listening that maybe you don't have any kids in the house. And so your schedules may be a little more flexible, but maybe not because we have jobs and we have other responsibilities and we have, we do, we do things with our church. We do things, you know, with, with other civic communities and you have to, I have to schedule in my time with the Lord. And then I need to make sure it happens. So if I know that this is the day where my lunch is going to be spent in Bible study, even if it's not study, if it's just reading, whatever it is, I'm going to have that time and I'm going to try to put that time aside. Is it perfect? Does it always work out that way? Mm, No, it doesn't. And it's not perfect uh, at all. And there are some days and some weeks that are much more difficult to make this happen than others. But if I don't schedule it, I'm not probably going to do it. Yeah, I love that um, you talk about the difference between you and AJ, but you both schedule in the time. Like she may do it at the same time every single day, um, and you may do it at different times depending on the week, but you both have that time. You both feel like you really need that time. And that's the message that you're trying to teach to other women now with Sojo Academy and help give them the tools and equip them. I would love to hear, um, you know, we've heard some of your journey now. I would love to hear what you've seen in some of the women that you've discipled and some of the women you've been in community with. What kind of stories do you see come out of that? Yeah, well, it's really it's really cool because what we see a lot of is women being more consistent in their study. And a lot of times that that's what we hear. We hear, man, I, I'm more consistent because what, what we do in, in this 
just in general, and it's not that you have to have a plan like this, but it works for a lot of people. We actually have a daily plan every month. We have a Bible study and it says day one, day two, you know, we, for the most part, you have a daily plan. Um, It's five days out of seven. We encourage women to, to go through the study and we have different topics and different books of the Bible and different things like that. Um, Whatever you choose to use, having a plan as to what to study is critical having knowing when you're going to study, but also knowing what you're going to study. So you don't sit down and play Bible roulette every day. Hmm, what am I going to read today? You know, that's, that's, that's fine sometimes, but you need a plan. So that's really important. But for the women, what we're hearing a lot of is, you know, we're just, we're more consistent and in being more consistent, they learn more about the truth. And I hate to even use the word they, because it's me too. we, learn more about the nature of God, the um, beauty of him, really knowing him, knowing who he is. And in doing so, you grow in your faith and you're able to become that highway as opposed to the cul-de-sac. You're able to 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 really, really let that be an outflowing. Uh, and and so that's, that's a lot of what we hear. Um, we have women who are struggling with a lot of different things and they just need the accountability of other women to be able to pray with them, um, to be able to share their burdens because we're called to share one another burden, burdens and to, you know, weep when our sisters weep, to you know, rejoice when, our sisters rejoice, and, and that's one of the things that we're also hearing too. That they they feel like they're in more community, um, and in doing so, again, the point is not for them. The point is to grow closer to to God in that, and be able to share that experience with others. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. Um, what I love the point you made there about the really the goal of this is to grow closer to God, to know Him. Um, I would love to hear a little bit, I guess, bouncing back to you a little bit, your relationship with God. Um, Since you mentioned that, how have you seen your relationship with God grow, both through um, this this learning curve with Sojo Academy and with starting that, um, through learning to schedule your quiet time with God and in the Word, um, and through anything else? How have you seen your relationship with God grow throughout the years? Um, well, you know, I tell you also, one of the things with that is that having the accountability of having one person to like AJ, who is my ministry partner and friend has been a tremendous benefit to my spiritual growth. And because, and, and so this is one of the things that I went without for a long time, just as my personal story, as uh, the wife of the lead pastor, a lot of times um, I didn't feel like I was able to, um, the relationships were just a little different, I should say, sometimes, as opposed to um, like having someone who I'm not, she's not in my church. I'm not like at all. My husband's not her shepherd. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's a, it's a relationship of accountability of true accountability that I encourage everyone to have. So for me, I spent a lot of times where I felt like I was kind of um, flailing. I was kind of maybe, maybe not moving forward because I, when I did have struggles, I kept them to myself. Yes. I went to the word with it, but I didn't have anybody kind of pushing me on to say, 
So have you been praying about this? You know, what have, what have we done about this? What are you studying right now? What are you learning? And with both with Sojo, but also personally, just with, with AJ, we have that. We're, we talk every day, pretty much. Um, I have that with my husband as well, but it's a different kind of relationship. This is a, she's not in my house, obviously. Uh, so you know how you're most real with, with your, your family, your people in your house. Uh, and sometimes that can be, that's obviously a good thing, but sometimes that can be a little stressful too. Um, she is one that can be outside a little bit and be able to look in and say, okay, so tell me what's going on and let's get through this, through the weeds. And mention that only to say that having someone in your life that maybe is not in the weeds with you, but that can be an outside force looking in, um, who is solid, who is in the word, who has the same kind of beliefs as you do, who is willing and able to spur you on to good works, right? As, as the word says, that having that person in your life will, it will, it will, it will cause you to grow. It really will. And so for me, having someone like that has been really important because I've been through periods where I've not had that. And I can tell that I have a long way to go. Obviously, none of us are anywhere close to where we need to be. And that includes those of us who've been doing this for a long time. But I can tell that there's more peace. There's more joy when I am pushed a little bit from the outside. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's a great piece to it. Um, you know, sometimes I know people can take on the lone wolf Christianity and just try to do it alone, just me, my Bible, and God. But there's just so much to be gained from a friend or a mentor or just somebody who's outside and can help pull you along. So I love that you shared that and that yes. personal testimony. And I want to add that it's not any, there's not anything magic to this. It's, you know, if you don't have that person and you might be thinking, well, I don't have that person in my life. Um, find someone in your local body or someone you know to be a believer and just ask them to get a coffee with you. It can be as simple as that. And we always talk about this. I'm glad you said mentor because we talk about this mentor relationship and sometimes that becomes a little bit difficult and becomes a little bit nebulous um, because we think, oh, well, you know, this has got to be some formal thing. It really doesn't. We are all further along than someone else. And we all have someone in our lives that's further along than us. And when I mean further along, I don't just mean age. I mean, spiritual maturity and all kinds of things. And we need each other. So I, I the women in our church, I always try to encourage them uh, to, and the women in Sojo too, to find someone in real life that you can just go and have coffee with that's maybe younger in the faith than you. And you can just encourage and say, hey, how are things going? And then find someone who maybe is a little further along than you and you respect and they they are like a spiritual mentor to you and say, hey, would you mind going, would you mind sharing some of your wisdom with me? How do how did you navigate this season of your life? And and just like you're you're talking to me and you ask your guests these questions. We can do this to others. Use this as a template for other people in your life. And building those relationships will not only, it's not only is it beautiful for our own spirit and community, but also it will spur you on to growth. And so I love that idea of mentor, mentee, and the fact that no matter how old or young you are, you can be a mentor and a mentee all at the same time. 
Yes, yes, we love that. Um, here at Adorn Dorman, we love that message. And um, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing that and encouraging our listeners onto that as well. So thank you for sharing your story and your heart behind that and um, just kind of the journey you've been on. As we wrap up this interview, I wanted to touch on um, same thing we do with every guest, just a little snapshot of the church in your area, just switching gears a little bit. I know you mentioned you were in Georgia, so sort of the um, southern area of the U.S., just um, from your perspective, what things characterize the local churches, the church body in your area? What have you noticed and observed about it? All right. So I live in the South, as you mentioned, and in the area in which I live, there is basically a church on every street corner, maybe two. Uh, so there are a lot of churches here, but what we have discovered and learned is that there are a lot of churches that are, um, a little bit lacking in actually preaching the gospel on a week-to-week basis. And so there are a lot of people, I think, that going to church is a cultural experience. Let's put it like that. Going to church in the South is cultural. Everybody goes there. Everybody gets a bulletin from somewhere. Not anymore, but, you know, before when we actually had bulletins. Uh, and, And so... I think that we lull ourselves, I've kind of mentioned this earlier, into believing something that may not be true. And I think it's really important that um, we push ourselves. And so the church here in general tends to be very, to some extent, nominal. And I think we struggle with that a little bit in the South of thinking that we are um, right with God when we may not be. And there, of course, there are very strong and good and biblically sound churches and um, of, of all different persuasions and denominations. And I think that you definitely can find uh, a church that will be beneficial to your growth. But it may be a little bit harder to do here, honestly. And so the church, my husband planted this church that we're in now 17 years ago. And that is one of the important foundations. We, he preaches through books of the Bible. It's really important that we don't um, just kind of preach opinion and just popcorn in on verses and without the context. So that's really important. If you're looking for a local body, it's important that there's context and not just opinion uh, and that the, you know, the word informs the word. It's important that you are taking what you're listening to and putting it through the filter of the word yourself instead of just instead of just hearing a man speak, um, that you're also putting it through the filter of what the Bible says. Uh, so that became really important. And preaching the gospel on a regular basis was super was just a hallmark of our particular church. So I felt like our church, I'm a little biased maybe because we minister there is very sound, very strong. And there are several in our, in our church that are, I mean, in our community that are, but I do think that we struggle with people. Um, I mean, people just struggle with really knowing who they are in Christ. And I think it's a particular issue for the area of the country that I'm in. Um, and I, we pray that, for real relationships and we pray for real um, understanding of the gospel. And that's one of our passions here in this community. 
Yeah, I think that's, it's such a interesting, it's interesting to look along the spectrum and see areas of the church that where, you know, the word is persecuted and Christianity is persecuted. And then you come along the spectrum and you kind of find maybe believers who are in your situation where they, a lot of times might see church as part of the culture and just not quite get it. And then you have, you know, entire nations that are, that's their church state religion. And it's just... It's just not even, they don't even go to church. They just say, hey, I'm a Christian because I live here. So it's interesting to see all along that spectrum across the world, just the different state that Christianity is. It's always under attack, isn't that? That's always yeah. the truth. Is it's always under attack in some way. And I love, um, I love getting those snapshots because I love to know how can I pray for my brothers and sisters in these different parts of the world? Um, so, so thank you for sharing that glimpse for us. And um, to wrap us up, I would love to hear your personal prayer requests. Um, first for, you know, your, your area, your church family, um, your own family, and then yourself. Well, again, with our church, I, I do think if I could back up just a minute and say, I think that the last couple of years have been really telling for the church I think that it has been um, a really interesting transition for the when the church, you know, of course, everything shut down with COVID and it allowed us to, it shone a light a little bit on some of our laziness when uh, in gathering, even simple things like gathering together. So I think that that has been a weird blessing and for for our area, for our community, because we're able to see, okay, where we need to push in a little bit more. So I think as far as prayer requests for our community, our, of course, our church, um, our church body that we continue to very faithfully um, preach the gospel that I, I always appreciate prayers for those in leadership, not here, but all over, all over the world, because as you say, and in such a way, we have people from all over the world too. So we kind of see that too. Um, just like you trying to get people from from other countries and everywhere to seeing where we're all sisters. I, we are closer to our sisters in Christ that live across the world than we are to those that live next door to us who are not in Christ. And so being bonded together is a special thing. And so prayer for our local body is always appreciated. And those that are in leadership over the sheep that are here um, because that's just as important as everywhere else. So, so that would be it. Uh, my kids, obviously they're growing, they are changing. We're in lots of different stages of life. Um, I have just about every stage of life right now. I'm out of the toddler st- stage right now, so that's good, but my grandbaby will be there soon. So I always appreciate prayer for them as far as personally. And then that just for strength and encouragement, my, my prayer request would be, that I am able to stand strong in this world where right seems wrong and wrong seems right, that we as believers, and then I personally will never lose track of the importance of the truth of the gospel and putting that before everything else. And when the world presses on us to, um, you know, and, and pressures us and pressures our kids to think about what is right and what is wrong in the world's eyes to always go back to the Bible and just pray that we are strong in that, that those of us who are believers in general, not just me, but all of us will just stand strong in that because it's going to get worse before it gets better. 
Yeah, so true. Yeah, thank you for those requests. We will certainly be praying for that. And thank you again for sharing your time and your story with us. I'm so grateful um, to have you as a guest and we'll certainly be supporting you in your ministry with AJ. Thank you for listening to the Adorned Women podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here, then follow us on our Instagram for even more great content all week long. Our handle is at Adorned Women. You can also visit our website at www.adornedwomen.com. And of course, join us again next week as we connect with another sister in Christ and learn so much from her life of faith. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.